Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 73 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 124 of Receptopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT 2.0 going down live from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. And I made a very bold prediction several months ago and that I was hoping that 2.0 would be in a better place by June 2022 and last I checked we are officially in June the summer is upon us and after last night's show if the trend holds up for four more weeks I think I'm going to be right because I thought this is one of the better episodes of NXT 2.0 to date. A very strong follow-up to NXT In Your House this past Saturday on Peacock. And I loved the addition of a certain main roster star who needed more time in NXT roughly five or six years ago. And he's getting a second chance to get the run he should have had on the OG black and gold brand. And let me tell you, in one night, this dude was completely reinvigorated as a top tier star. It was miraculous. I tell you, when you walk through the NXT portal, it just hits different. And last night was no exception. I'll get to the return of a certain somebody very soon as we kick things off with the new NXT North American champion, the A champion, Carmelo Hayes alongside Trick Williams. And Carmelo says that I am the A champion, a two-time champ at that. And I am at the top. I simply do not miss every time I call my shot. Unlike all of you who call your shot and miss every single time, I'm at the top and you're still reaching for your goals. Mm Mm-mm. I don't do that because I am simply above all of the people trying to reach their hopes and dreams, achieve their goals in life. I am the goal. I am the most illustrious North American champion in history, which leads Sola Sequoia coming out to a big babyface pop, and he wants his shot at the North American championship. He's got next, but Carmelo quickly tells him, well, you had next with Cameron Grimes, and last I checked, he's no longer champion, so that promise he made to you no longer applies to me as the A champion of NXT tea in the here and now and Solo doesn't want to hear any of that he wants his shot right then and there which leads to Grayson Waller coming out to say well Solo you're solo for a reason you have no friends you might have a famous family but I don't care about your brothers your cousins your father your mother your aunties I don't care about any of that because that doesn't entitle you to a title shot off the jump and besides all the fans out here chanting your name so low so low the ones in the air that counts for all the friends they have and no you idiots your mother doesn't count as your friend so solo is over all of this noise he perceives a jump both trick and Carmelo but he's triple teamed by the heels and they stand tall to wrap up the opening segment of NXT 2.0 but Solo would have a chance at revenge by facing Grayson Waller and the new A champion Carmelo Hayes in a two-on-one handicap match in the main event spot but as we would learn later he would actually have a friend coming to his aid when it counts most. I wonder who that could be. Hmm. Next up is Josh Briggs versus Von Wagner and this match on paper 
what seemed to be a decent big hoss battle. In reality, it wasn't much. Josh Briggs got jumped by Von Wagner immediately, but eventually Josh Briggs gains control for a bit, then Von Wagner dominates for a bit. He goes after Brooks Jensen at ringside and slams his cast very hard against the ring apron, but Brooks Jensen learning from the best as Bob Orton used a worked arm cast in order to whack his opponents upside the head behind the referee's back. And sure enough, Brooks Jensen snuck the arm cast to Josh Briggs as Fallon Henley distracted the referee on the apron and Briggs laid out Von Wagner with an arm cast strike to the head. He lariats him for the win and that was the highlight of the match. The babyfaces had a good day against Von Wagner and this might be cheating by the faces, but let's face it, Von Wagner deserved it. A few weeks ago, he attacked Brooks Jensen from behind backstage and he put dude in a cast for eight weeks, allegedly, but that was a heel move by Von Wagner and he paid for it last night and I'm not mad at it because Von Wagner does absolutely nothing for me as a performer or a character on this show. It's been nearly nine months and I've seen zero growth from Von Wagner. I don't care about Mr. Stone and Sophia Cromwell propping him. It's not working and at some point this experiment must be called off to say hmm maybe this isn't it for him or he needs more time and I'm not opposed to more time but it should be less time on my TV in order for them to figure out what he can do as a full-fledged performer in WWE long term. Next up is reigning defending NXT champion Braun Breaker coming out to a good ovation as he finally has Joe Gacy in the rear view after their NXT championship match this past Saturday at In Your House. And Braun is ready for his next challenger. And we hear Apollo, Apollo Crews that is. And this dude gets possibly the loudest ovation of his career at the WWE Performance Center. This dude was over last night. He was a babyface. The Nigerian accent was gone. Commander Aziz was nowhere to be found. We got NXT Apollo Crews back and he was so damn likable and at ease and he realizes how much he missed the people. The people missed him. They say we missed you. Welcome back. He missed them as well and he goes to Braun Breaker saying you know what I have a lot of unfinished business here and I think that one of these days We're going to cross paths and have a battle for that NXT championship. And I'm looking forward to it. They shake hands. There was no heel turn. It's a full-on babyface moment for Apollo Crews. And I loved it. I loved this segment. And the prospects of seeing Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews tear up in a match is everything. Apollo Crews, unlike Dolph Ziggler, and to a lesser extent Natalia, still has something meaningful to offer in the prime years of his career. And that's not a knock on them. They've been there, done that for a very long time. But Apollo never reached the promised land on NXT 1.0. And the main roster run has been very shaky. In all honesty, he was just finding himself on OG NXT five or six years ago. And they called him up way too soon. And I think he needed this. He needed to go back down to NXT to really rediscover who he is as a performer. And we got a taste of that during this segment and especially during the main event, which I'll get to shortly. I thought this was a tremendous night for Apollo Crews at ease on the mic, kicking ass in the ring. He was fantastic. And I love that for him. And I think this would be a great excursion for Apollo Crews. He needed this. He wasn't doing much in the main roster. And this is going to breathe new life into this show and ultimately into his career as well. Because this guy can deliver bangers against the absolute best. And if Braun and Apollo Crews is the next NXT Championship direction, I'm all in 
because these dudes are super athletic and they can deliver if given the opportunity and the time to put in that work in the ring. Next up is Nathan Fraser versus Santos Escobar, the newest member of Tony D'Angelo's family. And I thought this was a really good match. Nathan Fraser is fucking fantastic. He's got the superstar entrance. He's got the look and the talent to be a star. And I hope that WWE is not hung up on size because this dude has got it all. And then some, he's cat quick. He's got speed like Sonic the Hedgehog, the rope running, his agility, and those running Ranas are fantastic. Santos Escobar came through last night as well with a gnarly tope through the ropes that laid out Frazier on the outside. And the highlight was actually Tony D on commentary telling Santos, don't work like that. Don't work like a luchador. Don't work like a superstar. Don't get yourself over. And Santos says, fuck all of that as he goes after Nathan Frazier's lower back. As we go to a picture-in-picture commercial break, we come back and Santos hits a total world backbreaker on Nathan Fraser locks in a surfboard as well to slow down the pace even more. Eventually, Fraser fights back and he lands a lovely clothesline on Santos Escobar. Goes up top where Phoenix Splash misses and Santos lights him up with a jumping knee. Goes to the Phantom Driver and Nathan Fraser counters that. But Escobar nails Fraser with a super kick instead. And as Fraser's down and out outside the ring, we got Tony D's Goomba sliding a crowbar to Santos to cheat to win this match. But Santos is like, no, I'm a man of honor. I'm not going to cheat to win this match. He rejects the help and he gets lit up with an enziguri courtesy of Fraser, followed by a gorgeous Phoenix splash from the top rope for the win, a much needed win for Fraser. And Escobar can absorb the loss as he's basically subservient to Tony D and company until further notice. And this is going to make Legato de Fantasma huge baby faces down the road. It reminds me a lot of what happened to Cameron Grimes last summer when he was the butler to LA Knight. And it was all about Cameron Grimes finding his voice and realizing I'm above this. I want to be my own man once again. I want to be the million dollar champion. And it happened at the last takeover last August. And I sensed the same for Escobar and Cruz del Toro alongside Joaquin Wilde and Alexa Lopez. They want to be free from Tony D and his Goombas. And that would be a great babyface moment for Legato. They're already over with the people. This will build up their sympathy even more. And Santos is already an outstanding wrestler. Give him an emotional story to work with. And he'll blow right out the water. And Tony D will deliver right there with him. So I love this dynamic thus far in this match between Escobar and Fraser. Absolutely delivered. I love Fraser a lot. He's got what it takes to be a true star if W. WWE lets him cook on the regular. He is one of the greatest imports from NXT UK, and I hope he makes a name for himself stateside, not only on NXT, but eventually the main roster as well. Next up is the finals of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament featuring Roxanne Perez versus Tiffany Stratton. I thought this match was good. Roxanne Perez is a pro at 20 years old. Tiffany is still learning. I love her potential. She's grown a lot, but I can tell you for a fact that Roxanne guided her through this match. There were some moments that were very rough around the edges, but you see the potential of Tiffany if she continues to improve. And I see that in her, the growth in her in the last six months has been remarkable. But Roxanne is on a different level, a great seller as Tiffany went after the left shoulder at various points in this match. And at one point, Tiffany is going to go for a finisher and Roxanne moves out of the way. And she goes for a Thez press from the top rope on Tiffany Stratton, goes for a dive as well. And Tiffany eventually goes for a very ambitious double springboard moonsault. She misses and Roxanne hits the pop rocks to win the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament and she will earn a shot at a future championship, whether the NXT Women and 
their tag team titles at a date to be determined. That would be her choice, of course. Cora J celebrates her in the ring. And then we have Toxic Attractions, Mandy Rose, Jesse Jane, and Gigi Dolan. The NXT women and tag team champs are out there talking shit. I kind of zoned out because Mandy Rose is not the greatest promo when she's all about the looks of it all. And I was not compelled by her performance on the mic, bragging, talking about, well, you reached the top and now it's all downhill from here because you'll never be able to touch us. We're the best. We're the standard, blah, blah, blah. And Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez are tired of hearing them talk and they go after Toxic Attraction. They're triple teamed for a bit until Indy Hartwell evens the odds and they sure away the baby faces to wrap up the segment. I thought the baby face comeback was nice, which was set up a six woman tag team match next week between Toxic Attraction versus Indy Hartwell, Cora Jade and the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament winner. Roxanne Perez and I want the world for Roxanne she's so good incredibly charismatic and talented for her level of experience and she's a future champion whether she goes for tag team going alongside Cora Jade or she goes after Mandy Rose and the NXT Women's Championship it appears she's got next very soon and she is truly going to be a star on this show and beyond in due time. Next up is Chase University's own Andre Chase versus Pretty Deadly in a two-on-one handicap match. And Pretty Deadly attack Bodie Hayward ahead of this match. And Thea Hale, newest Chase University student and trainee, wants to help Andre Chase. He fights back for a bit against both members of Pretty Deadly. And he stomps out Chase U and the fans eat it up. Chase U is over and you cannot deny it. But eventually Andre Chase gets dropped with the spilt milk when Bodie Hayward tries to come out to offer his teacher support and he eats the loss unfortunately and Pretty Deadly stands tall after losing the NXT tag team titles to the Creed Brothers this past Saturday at In Your House. Next up is Alba Fire versus Tatum Paxley and Alba Fire dominates Tatum Paxley. This was a one-sided ass whooping we got the firebomb special followed by the senton bomb as Alba went halfway across the ring to hit Tatum for the win. And she shows respect to Tatum Paxley after the match is over. And as Alba Fire poses on the main stage, Lash Legend boots her in the face, which should lead to Lash Legend versus Alba Fire very soon. And that could be a match. Lash has improved a lot. And I love the elevated sporty spice she's serving. I love the looks. I love her promo ability. The in-ring work still needs refinement, but the coconut circuit is upon us and he's hoping everybody will gain that confidence to truly grow as wrestlers hitting the Florida circuit very soon. This would do everybody a world of good, especially Lash Legend. She's got the presence. She's got the star power to be somebody, but she's got to work on her in-ring game. And there's hoping she gains a lot more experience on the road in the weeks to come and translates that back to television for future reference. And now it is time for our main event featuring Solo Sequoia versus the new NXT North American champion Carmelo Hayes alongside Grayson Waller. But Solo has a friend. He is not rolling solo tonight, every pun intended, as his tag team partner is the aforementioned and teased Apollo Crews. And this was a really good tag team main event. Apollo fucking Crews. This dude was on fire, delivering a 30-second delayed vertical suplex to Grayson Waller early on. And he was just over with this crowd getting WrestleMania pops, dare I say. And I love that for him. He was so at ease in the ring, comfortable whooping ass accordingly. And Solo Sequoia, I got to say this for him as well. He has improved dramatically. His confidence is growing on the mic and in the ring as well. He was a great baby face in peril during the picture-in-picture commercial break, getting double teamed by Grayson Waller and 
Carmelo Hayes. But eventually, Apollo gets that hot tag and he delivers a series of German suplexes to Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes. It was a great feat of strength by Apollo Crews, who upped the ante by delivering a standing shooting star press to Grayson Waller for a near fall as well. Eventually, Solo gets his hands on the A champion. Carmelo Hayes rocks him with a super kick at one point, but Carmelo puts on a show by dropping Apollo with a lot of Mystica at one point as well. Eventually, Solo super kicks Carmelo out of the ring and they both go tumbling on the outside. Grayson Waller goes to that rolling cutter through the ropes, but unfortunately for him, he gets caught with a sit-out powerbomb by Apollo Crews as Crews picks up the win for his team. The baby faces stand tall and the fans are happy as hell for Apollo. So am I. He was great in this match. It gave me OG NXT vibes because he was so damn good. Apollo Crews is in the prime of his career, has a lot to offer as a performer still, and I hope his run on NXT jumpstarts something for him on the main roster as well. He's so talented, and I hope the higher-ups see that they see it enough for him to come down here and pick up a win to put himself in contention for a shot at the NXT Championship very soon against Braun Breaker, and that could be a really damn good match at the Great American Bash in a few weeks' time on USA. But I want the powers that be to realize that Apollo Crews can be so much more on Raw or SmackDown once this run is over on 2.0. He's that good. And I hope they remember that moving forward. All in all, I thought this was a pretty damn good episode of NXT 2.0. One of the better shows I've seen in quite some time. A lovely follow-up to In Your House. And we are in June. And I said this show would be in a better place. And as I mentioned at the top, we got four weeks. If they do a great build heading into the Great American Bash, I might be right yet. You see the pieces in place. You see the potential on full display of what can be if they cut down on the greenness and accentuate the people who are getting over by improving rapidly in the ring. And the coconut circuit is a godsend to really get people ready for prime time at a faster pace. They get to test out things on the road they can't do on TV just yet. And they can apply those lessons from the road back to television. I want that for this crew. This crew has the potential to be really good, if not great, someday. They just need more real-life experience, and it's coming very soon via the Coconut Circuit starting this weekend, and I cannot wait to read the reports online from those who attend the shows in Florida. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 73 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at WrestleTopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming are these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do, such as Topia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 67 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.